0: Hey bakers thanks for joining me in the kitchen I'm so happy to bake with you again I love having you here with me and I'm honored you chose to listen I want to be a good resource for you and would love to hear from you about what you're enjoying what you'd like to hear or about some of the bakes you tried if you're enjoying yourself please hit subscribe to be notified of new episodes when they drop and it would really help me out if you want to rate and review this podcast or share it with a gluten-free friend now let's bake something hey bakers it's me it's February, and as I'm taping this, it's almost Valentine's Day. So I've been on, well, I wouldn't say a chocolate tear, but I've been baking lots of chocolate, some of it good and some of it not so good. The mug cape cake, cake, mug cake is such a hard thing to say. It's like a tongue twister. Anyway, the mug cake endeavor was a bit of a disappointment, but that's okay. I redeemed myself with the chocolate lava cake, which is amazing and well worth the trouble. In fact, it's hardly any trouble at all, and it has such simple ingredients. So I hope you caught that on Instagram, and maybe you tried the recipe for your sweetie. I don't know what you did for Valentine's Day. Anyway, I'm still in chocolate mode, so I'm thinking chocolate. Chocolate crinkle cookies. They're so good. Um, Have you guys had them? They're those beautiful... They're always in a beautiful bakery, it seems like, and they're big, puffy chocolate cookies that have a crinkly um, powdered sugar exterior that... I don't know. Sometimes I think they call them earthquake cookies and they're a little bit cakey, a little fudgy, but always very rich and chocolatey. So that's what we're making today. I'm very excited about it. I realize how many times I say the word super when I listen to my episodes, I think, okay, let's find another adjective. So we'll try. try. I'm trying to keep the super to a minimum here, the word super anyway. Um, so I had a recipe for chocolate crinkle cookies that was um, that I used for years. In fact, I don't know where I got it from because it was written probably in high school. I can tell by my handwriting how old some of my recipes are. But I always thought it was fine, but it just it didn't have as much fudgy chocolateness as I was hoping for. And so I found a different recipe that I'm, I'm thrilled to try it here. Um, yeah, I got it online. There's a lot of great recipes online. It's from Sally's Baking Addiction. And um, it's double chocolate crinkle cookies, which is exciting. So, not only does it have cocoa powder, but it also has chocolate chips, which, how can that be bad, right? So, I've modified it to be gluten free, and I think you're gonna love it. I'm, I'm, I was gonna say super excited. I'm very excited about it. Um, thank you for joining me here. I, I love it when you come hang out with me in the kitchen. I've got all my crazy stuff out. I have a counter full of ingredients because I like to start with everything out. I've patted the floor so you don't hear me. Um, walking around as much turned off my hot water heater but made my tea first because I've got to have my tea turn off the heater let's see if Emma gets into the act as she was already hounding me but we'll see if she's gonna rest it's about mm, 18 degrees out today and I thought gee maybe I'll wait till it's 20 something to take my walk all right so in we go to the recipe Um, let's see here we're gonna start with the dry as usual we'll take a medium-sized bowl because I like to add the dry to the wet so in that medium-sized bowl, I have, um, we're going to do cup-for-cup cup gluten-free flour. We're going to do one cup of flour minus a tablespoon. Um, and the reason we're going to take out a tablespoon is I'm going to add some a tablespoon of something else. All right, so here goes the cup. So just uh, spoon it into your cup measure. Of course, I picked the smallest spoon ever. I'll be here for days. Oh, goodness. Really? This is funny. You think you have everything out, then you start taping and you think, oh, this was lame. I forgot this completely. And you're gonna level it off as usual. And and then I'm just gonna scoop out a tablespoon this is how I'm going do that. Actually, I'm gonna dump it in the bowl, which is way easier. Take out a tablespoon and put it back in. So I have a cup minus a tablespoon. And then I've pre-measured a tablespoon of tapioca flour, is what I'm gonna do. I think it's gonna add a little well what I believe it's adding is chew to this and I want a little richness and fudginess to this whole thing because I don't want it too cakey I don't want a cake bite cookie I want a little bit of a fudge a little bit of a cakey thing all right so there's one cup minus a tablespoon cup for cup flour and a tablespoon of tapioca flour and next up is cocoa powder It's half a cup plus two tablespoons. There's a half a cup. Let's hope I have more. Okay, I had to do a deep dive in my cupboard because I couldn't find my cocoa powder. So um, we're doing a half a cup plus two tablespoons, and I'm just adding the two tablespoons now. This is why these are super chocolatey. on the other counter so I don't confuse myself and think have I added that or not because when I'm talking to myself sometimes that happens. All right, the next thing up is a teaspoon of baking soda. You can try breaking up the lumps or if yours turns into like a hard log in your baking um, soda canister, I break it up with something and then... um, I'm going to smush it inside my palm, so one teaspoon, and I'm going to just pour it into my palm, which I know sounds weird, but you know I don't like to sift, so I'm going to crush the lumps of the baking soda with the back of the measuring spoon in my palm, and look at that, it's all smooth, maybe this is a cheat, I don't know, I hate sifting, and then it goes into the other dry ingredients, one teaspoon of baking soda and an eighth, a teaspoon salt. It's coming up next. If you don't have an eighth teaspoon, then I'm gonna ask you to just measure half, half of a quarter teaspoon. All right, there's that. So we have flour, tapioca, baking soda, salt, and now comes the stuff that I add. Uh, I can't open this. So we're going to do one and a half teaspoons, there's one, and here's a half teaspoon, mochi or I call it mochi flour, it's sweet rice flour. And some xanthan gum for a half a teaspoon for some chew. we're whisking together here all the dry gently because that cocoa powder wants to get into the air and make you cough. I'm going to try not to do that all right there may be some cocoa powder lumps in there those should mix out just fine with the uh, when you do the wet ingredients okay so that was the dry we're gonna set that bowl aside in a large bowl now we're gonna start the wet ingredients we're gonna put um, room temperature butter, one half cup, which is one stick of normal butter. And we're doing granulated and, um, white sugar, no, <laughs> granulated and brown sugar. Why would you do granulated and brown sugar? There's, I'm doing my half a cup granulated sugar before I go on a tirade or explanation. Anyway, you would do both sugars because brown sugar adds a little depth to the flavor, which you wouldn't think you could notice with chocolate, but sometimes those are the things that make something just taste richer. So a half a cup of white and we're doing half a cup of packed brown sugar. I'm using light brown. should have pretty loosened up that brown sugar. Okay. So now I have the two sugars in there. And of course, did I put out my mixer? No, let me get that. You can hear me never get my mixer things in correctly the first time. Hmm. Okay. There we go i was just gonna um, mix this by hand but i think it'll mix better with a with a hand mixer we're gonna start on low and this is the sugar and the two uh, types of the two types of sugar and the butter So I've mixed it about 45 seconds. It's finally starting to come together. We want it to get light and fluffy, so I'm gonna mix it probably another minute before I add the other wet ingredients. Okay, if you have any of those hard brown sugar lumps, like really hard brown sugar lumps, you can um, crush it with a, just a tablespoon against the side of the um, bowl. If they're really, really hard, you could just take them out. As a kid, it was like treasures. If we found those, it was like, oh, a piece of brown sugar candy. Does that sound kind of sad? I don't know. I was always looking for a reason to eat sugar. Okay, so now that was incorporated nicely. Um, it's kind of cold in here. It's not as fluffy as I wanted, but it's still fine. We're gonna add the egg now and the extract. So Let's get my egg. So we're using one large egg, you know, I like Vital Farms or some other pasture-raised egg. They are always so rich and beautiful. Um, If you're not a good egg cracker, I don't suggest cracking this in your mixing bowl. But if you are, go for it. Egg and extract. I made some coffee extract, but you can also use vanilla. I, I feel like coffee is such a good addition to chocolate. All right, and we mix. Okay, so now it gets nice and fluffy. That was about 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and I'm gonna scrape it down now because there are always bits of butter that hang out on the side and I need to get this well uh, mixed. good rubber spatula is such a great investment, really. I have no tolerance for something that won't scrape well. Okay, we're gonna mix this again, not very long because it's almost totally mixed already. And here we go. All right, that was great. So scrape it down one more time. It's nicely mixed. And then I'm adding the dry slowly, oh, very slowly, or you're gonna choke on the cocoa powder. Oh. All right, oh my God. see what I mean? Ooh. Mix this very slowly. Okay, it's really thick dough. If your um, mixer isn't really strong, you might have trouble um, getting the last of that mixed in and might have to do it by hand. Um, I'm going to scrape it, and then I'm going to use my Dutch whisk, which is that weird it's a weird whisk with holes in it, but it's really good for thick batter. Oh, yeah, this is so thick, and it's so dark. It's, it's pretty cool. All right, the chips is what I'm going to put in now. And I'm going to have to stir this bad boy in. Okay. And there you have it. So we're gonna chill this dough. Uh, The recipe recommends at least two hours or up to three days. And she says she does it overnight. So I'm gonna chill this for a few hours. So that's why I didn't preheat my oven. I I guess I should have said that up front. Don't preheat your oven. um, I haven't tried making them when you don't chill. So we're gonna chill these and I'll get back to you. Okay, so we're back. It's been a few hours. Take that out of the refrigerator. Take the cover off. It's nice, stiff, really dark dough. And we're gonna preheat the oven. Here. Oh. Okay. 350, it gets on 350. I've got the rack in the middle. So the dough is very stiff. So I'm gonna use, um, it might be too stiff to use my scooper. And I could have scooped them beforehand um, before the dough got chilled, and then I can just take the, the chilled ball, dough balls and roll them in powdered sugar and sugar. But um, if you don't have a scooper, you just take a couple of spoons. You want uh, like a tablespoon and a half size-ish, and you want uniform sizes, otherwise hard to cook them. But so you're going to scoop out the dough and roll it between your hands. And then you're gonna roll it very lightly in granulated sugar, and then roll it more heavily in powdered sugar. Okay, so nice, thick coated powdered sugar. Forgot to get my rack out, or my cookie sheet. Um, it's recommended, yeah, it's a good way to keep your cookies from sticking. Emma, go on outside. Um, is to use a Silpat mat. I don't know if you've used one of those before. It's one of those nonstick silicone mats. You don't have to use one, but it's it's nice to have. Especially if your cookies, you know, depending on your um, cookie sheet, sometimes they're thinner or thicker, and it keeps it from sticking on the bottom. Um, sometimes the chips will stick at the bottom of the cookies, but this will help uh, keep that from happening. Okay. Now I'm going to get the cookie sheet, and I'm going to put my cookie rolled in powdered sugar, granulated sugar and powdered sugar right on there oh my gosh right on cue a little mist do you have to go outside honey it's actually snowing right now let's see if she goes out or if this is a fake out oh my god <laughs> yeah thanks honey you're not eating no she likes to go to the back door and do a fake out no emma so you go over we call it baiting so go over the back door and then you think oh she has to go potty and then you go over there and she walks away from the door Yeah, that's fine. I think she wanted a S. I was going to say, I was going to smell snack, but yeah, she's not paying attention. Okay, so I'm just rolling these cookies. Rolling them up. Nice thick layer of powdered sugar. I'm going to space them well apart. I'll probably put hmm, three wide, maybe, on a standard... Two wide on a smaller cookie sheet. This is like a half sheet pan or whatever they call it. It's, it's like half the width of the oven. So I could do three wide on this one and then maybe four down. Yeah. Okay. These are kind of gigantic, but we'll see. So what have you been up to in February? Is the weather nice? Has it been snowing? I hear it's been really warm in California, but here we've had snow and I think it's 20-some degrees today. I think I said that earlier. So feels like a good, good weather to make cookies and eat cookies and sit out uh, in your living room in a blanket reading a book, that kind of stuff. So it's always fun to bake when it's cold outside and um, you can stay inside and have tea and cookies. It always seems like appropriate weather. Of course, you know, I do eat and bake cookies year-round, but it feels extra cozy in the winter. All right, we're just getting these in the oven here. And I've almost got a few more to roll. They don't have to be perfectly round, but try to make them the same size as the other ones so they cook you, know, you want them to cook around the same time and if they're you know, one has a lot more dough than the other it's going to cook quicker and then it's a pain in the butt because you're trying to take cookies out and some of aren't ready and i prefer not to do that but i know sometimes that happens all right rolling them in powdered sugar do to do and they look so pretty when they crackle the cookie spreads and the powdered sugar cracks and it, I don't know. I, I think this is a cookie we ate kind of all the time. I wanted to say it was like an 80s cookie, because I don't remember seeing it before then, but I have no idea. Did you guys eat these growing up, or did you make them? I think I started making them maybe in college, but, but then I started making a lot of stuff in college. I don't know. How, got, how did you guys occupy your time in college? I don't know that everyone was baking as much as I was, um, but I have a really nice neighbor who's an adorable... Um friend, she um, she and I would bake together, and that was fun or cook together. She was my roommate for a while and she's just a lovely human and an amazing uh, cook baker of all things. So um, yeah, we used to do a lot of that. I did a lot of hiking in college as well because that was free, right? Things that were cheap and free were always good to do because well, I don't think anybody has that much co- money in college, do they? All right. Here we go. The last one, the oven's still heating up. All right. Okay, and about about three quarters of the way through baking, like about nine minutes into the baking, if they haven't squished down um, the recipe recommends that I've based this on recommends. I'm washing my hands, hang on. It recommends like tamping the baking sheet down a little bit to sort of squish them down so they aren't too puffy. So I will, we'll see how this batch goes. Uh, I'm pretty excited because this seems a lot more chocolatey. Um, Yeah. Okay, so these are going in the oven. 11 to 12 minutes is the uh, estimate. So... Uh, And it goes for 11 to 12 minutes. Um, I will check them before then, probably about 10 minutes. Um, I didn't measure one and a half tablespoons of dough ball. I think mine are a little bigger. But um, yeah, so make sure you check your cookies based on your oven and, uh, you know, the size of your dough. If you don't know, it might uh, take a little less time or a little bit more. This dough tends to be kind of thick. So if the cookies, um, I think I mentioned it a little Few minutes ago, but if the cookie isn't smushing down a little bit, you can whack the baking tray a little bit on a on a cutting board or something. About nine minutes in, if they're not um, smushing down, you can whack it a little bit and it'll help them spread. And then cook them a few minutes longer. You want the outside to be set, them to be um, a little soft in the middle. You can cook them longer if you want crispy dark chocolate cookies. You can cook them longer, but if you cook them less time, they'll be softer and a little fudgier. Um, so, so that's the way I'm going to cook them, but you're welcome to cook them as long as you like. They could make, oh my gosh, these would make an amazing ice cream sandwich. If you cook them till they were crispy and, uh, oh, and then you fill them with ice cream or you, yeah, they'd be really, really good. Cause they're so chocolatey with the cocoa powder and the chocolate chips. Okay. So these are cooking and I'll get back to you in just a sec. Well, it won't be just a sec, but it'll sound like just a sec. Cause we'll edit out the baking time. Okay, the timer's just counting down now. Take these out. Uh, I did have to tamp these down um, to get them to be a little flatter. Uh, That's not on the recording because it was really loud, so I didn't want to do that. Um, These have been in about 14 minutes, so they're gonna be really soft. We'll let them cool for a few minutes and then um, put them on a rack to cool completely. I feel like I didn't roll them in enough powdered sugar because they they look a little, well, they don't look bald. They just need a little more powdered sugar. So when they cool a little bit, I'll sprinkle a little bit more on. You don't have to do that, but I just think they'll look a little better. Uh, Normally I don't do that, but um, I didn't get them rolled quite enough in powdered sugar. It's not a big deal. I just wanted them to look different. Um, What else was I going to tell you? Oh, these cookies are um, really good frozen because they're kind of like brownies, they're a little bit fudgy. They'll be crispy and they're kind of thick, but they're really good in the freezer. The co- the cookie will be soft if you bake it the the time I suggest and it doesn't um it's good and soft the day you make it. It doesn't travel all that well cuz it's a super soft cookie. Um just be mindful of that. Um the, I think the flavor is worth the fact that they don't travel amazingly well, but um they just have a super um yummy dark chocolate taste, which is great. Okay, so we're letting these cool. Okay, so the cookies are out. They're cooling on a rack, um, and they're amazing. The outside is is a little bit, it's not crunchy. It's puffed and a little bit um, crispier. The inside is such a rich, deep chocolate. It's so good with milk. I'm gonna eat, well, I already ate half a cookie, full disclosure here. Um, the chocolate chips are nice and melty in there. I'm going to eat the rest of my cookie probably with some milk because they're so rich and chocolatey. Um, there's a lot of cocoa powder in here. So I bet there's a little bit of caffeine. Um, so just fair warning, don't eat these. Multiple cookies maybe late at night might keep you up. Uh, the rest of these cookies, what I will do is, um, I'm putting them in the freezer because I like them frozen. And with gluten-free cookies, I do that a lot. I store them in the freezer or even the refrigerator, Um, And if I want them the next day or or when I, you know, would take them to work, I'd put them in a bag or container frozen. And then by the time I got to work and had lunch, they'd be nice and thawed and they always taste really fresh because homemade cookies don't have preservatives and especially gluten-free. They don't always, they really don't keep well. So that's what I'm doing here. Um, I hope you love these cookies as much as I do. Let me know if you end up baking them, what you think, Um, if your family likes them. Thank you again for joining me today. Um, I love having you here. I love baking with you. I'm running upstairs because I've forgotten what I'm baking next time, and I want to let you know. Um, Anyway, if you like this podcast, please hit subscribe. Please rate the podcast. Um, Recommend it to a gluten-free friend if they'd love to listen. Maybe they'll find something they want to make. Okay, my next episode is march 6th and i'm making my chocolate chip cookies which are like my not my signature bake but this was one of those bakes where i thought you know i just want a good chocolate chip cookie i want a chocolate chip cookie that's amazing that i can't stop eating that um, tastes like all the cookies i loved learning how to make growing up and i couldn't find a recipe and i couldn't make one and it was super frustrating so i'm sharing with you my extra special recipe that uh, turns out amazing chocolate chip cookies every time. You'll love it, you'll wanna share it. I'm sorry, I'm winded from walking up the stairs, which is just really, really sad. Anyway, I hope you had a good time today. Um, I look forward to baking with you next time in March and you enjoy your day. It's snowy here. Um, The snow kind of reminds me of the powdered sugar on the cookies, which is really cool. And it feels extra cozy. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. Um, Emma says hi, too. Yes, she does. All right, guys. I will talk to you soon. You have a good one. Bye-bye.